Hello, everyone, and welcome back in to the UNA BCM podcast. This is going to be our fourth and final episode of what we have learned series here as we have been walking through this time during the pandemic of COVID-19 and in this quarantine at home. And if you haven't listened to these episodes, I would really encourage you to go back and do so. Caleb Vardaman got us started. He's a current high school senior about to graduate and be an incoming freshman here at UNA in the fall. And then we have an episode with Bryant Gobble and Cheyenne Hill, two of our student leaders here. Cheyenne just graduated from UNA this semester, and so you get their perspective as upperclassmen. And then we had Jake Statham on last week who just, man, if that don't fire you up, we need to talk because he just lit a fire uh, on that podcast. And I would just encourage you to go back and listen to those three episodes as we're talking about what we've learned. And as you're listening to this, I would ask, if you're enjoying uh, what we're doing here, just drop us a rating, a review. Uh, it just helps us get a little credibility online and let the people know kind of what you think about us and what we're doing here. We're available on all of your streaming podcast platforms. And if you don't know me, I am Matt Daniels. I'm the campus minister here at UNA coming up on finishing up my first year here as the campus minister. Uh, and I've loved every minute of it and excited to bring you this podcast and Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about where we're going the next few weeks at the end, but I just wanted to take this episode. I I did this a few weeks ago, and typically I have a student on here with me, um, but today you just get me um, and my heart, and we're talking about what we've learned, and so I just kind of want to walk through with you all listening to this, kind of what the experience was like for me, and give you a couple of takeaways that I have from COVID-19 that I think are important for all of us as believers and just what I experienced. And I hope you're doing well as you're listening to this, your family's doing well. If you could ever just need anything, please reach out to me through the BCM. Go to our website, northalabamabcm.com. That's northalabamabcm.com. You can find our contact info there and reach out to me. Uh, and we'll be happy to you know, meet needs or talk or whatever we can do. But we're talking about what we have learned. You know, For me, when this process hit back in March, we were planning our spring break trip to North Carolina and we had everything lined up and we were going to go almost to Wilmington, North Carolina and do some uh, disaster response work out there and just help them continue to get back on their feet from the hurricane last summer. And um, As things started progressing, we had to change gears, right? So didn't need to go to North Carolina. It wasn't safe to travel that far. North Carolina is one of the first states to declare a state of emergency during COVID-19. And so we began to put together a local project here with Earl Trent Assembly, and we were going to Earl Trent. We were going to do the social distancing thing, um, but it just began just not smart, and so we canceled it. And honestly, for me, um, I was in shock, you know, because this was going to be my first mission trip to lead, um, and I was kind of disappointed. I was excited. We had, you know, all, over 30 students, actually almost 40 students signed up to go on this trip and that's a lot of you listening to this and I was so excited to go and serve with you guys and continue what God's doing in in your life and in our ministry but just put a stop to it and so I was in shock and so I immediately began to say okay what's next and that's where we began to put together all of our online uh, options this podcast a couple zoom calls and um, that became the new reality right and so we just shifted to it seamlessly I thought as a ministry and I'm so thankful for you students listening to this that are part of what we do please hear my heart when I say this I'm so thankful for you and your love for Jesus your love for this ministry your love for this campus Um, it does it does my heart and Morgan's heart very good just 
to have you in our lives and to watch you grow. And I truly believe this was a time of growth for our ministry. I mean, we saw a student give their life to Jesus. We saw students join our ministry that had not been active in our ministry before that are now being active and are receiving benefits from that. And, and, and we're seeing even you guys step up and be intentional with the gospel in your homes. That's awesome. And I just want to thank you for that. But even more importantly, I want to praise God for that and God stepping up to the plate and encouraging us and drawing us near and continuing the community that he's blessed us with. We are truly blessed um, with our community and our family here. Um, and so I'm making this pitch as well to anybody listening to this who's a current student in UNA, not involved in what we're doing, or you're an incoming freshman, we have community here. We can help you find godly friends that will help you walk through life. But more importantly, we will shove you to the cross. And I know that sounds weird and aggressive, but that's what we're going to do. Um, and so we're going to uh, continue to push you to love Jesus more. And as we continue to push you closer to Jesus and to the cross, it's going to be the same thing to now turn that around and let's go reach our campus for the sake of the gospel. And so the process for me early on was was good and seamless and it seemed like things were flowing. I quickly you know, realized that I was going to be spending a lot of time on Zoom and that's okay. It was just the way that time was going to be. But one thing that was different for me from probably most of you students and any of you adults listening to this, you you can attest to this, but it was different just being at home all the time and Morgan being at home all the time. And with Luke, he figured out how to walk and now he's full speed ahead. And so our life drastically changed on a dime. And I was the only one leaving the house. I was the one going to the store. I was coming to the office every day to do some work um, and quickly learned that Morgan needed a break and I needed to be at home more. So I began to work from home for a couple of weeks and we had to figure out that balance. And I think we did that. Uh, you know, it wasn't always easy by any means. I know she's going to listen to this and it was a hard quarantine for her just being stuck at home and um, with Luke and just not having somewhere to go and, and a relief and, and people. Um, but I think, you know, we, we've made it and we've grown from it as a family and as a couple and spiritually. And I think that's awesome. But I will be honest, part of the process for me was very tiring it felt like there was really no time to rest because if it wasn't prepping for the next video, prepping for the next devotion, prepping for the next podcast, sitting on another meeting, calling pastors to check in, all of those things are good. But when I wasn't doing those things, then I was also being husband and also being dad, which is the biggest privilege of my life is being husband and dad. But it just began, it just began to get very, very tiring and, and um, wearisome and wondering um, is anything we're doing working, <laughs> you know, and it, cause it was hard to get a, a gauge, um, for where everything we were talking about was landing with you students. And so, and I shared that with some students with our leadership team, with, um, the guys call that we have just saying, Hey, you know, any feedback would be good only because like I genuinely miss you students. Um, you just don't realize the energy you give the just positive motion that you guys give um you're the reason i'm here to live out jesus to you um, obviously morgan and luke are the most important people in my life but my calling as professionally is to reach you college students and so when i didn't have you around a lot um, it was tiring and it was difficult um, but we've made it and we're starting to push through and you know, you're going to be listening to this. This is going to get released on May the 20th. And 
things in Alabama have reopened at that point. At this point, restaurants are open. I mean, Morgan and I have dined in a couple restaurants, and churches are starting to open back up, and things are starting to slowly move back in the direction as to once we knew it. But for a couple of weeks there, it was very, very tiring. And I just share that with you because I want you to see, like, I think sometimes people look at us ministers and think that, you know, we don't have a weakness or we don't face the same things that you guys do, but we do. Um, and so I just want you to hear that, not to feel sorry for me, but just so that you know, like I relate and I empathize with you. Um, but I also think the quarantine was really, really good, the process. And what I mean by that is uh, it helped organize me a little bit. It helped get me a little focused, kind of put some focus to the things that we were doing, our aftermath, this podcast, our Friday devotionals. Um, it helped me focus and kind of create series and kind of figure out a flow of where we're going with all of those things. Um, and so I enjoyed that piece of it. But what the best thing for it for me was, was honestly that time at home with Morgan and Luke. Um, I love you students. I love what we do here. I love our campus at UNA. I know I've got some people that work at UNA that listen to this podcast. I love this campus. It's my heart. I think if you were to cut me open deep down inside, I really do bleed purple. Um, but man, you just can't replace your home life and your family and your wife. You know, Morgan for me is my best friend. Um, she's my partner. And um, to just have some time with her, just quality time, just relaxing, just hanging out, watching Luke, playing with Luke, experience those things, doing some landscaping, um, figuring out what we're going to eat when nothing sounds good, um, deciding to watch all of the Marvel movies in order. Um, you know, those things, they're so precious. And I'll look back on this time of quarantine and I will, I will take away three things personally that were just really, really good. One is that time with Morgan. Um, it's just invaluable with my wife and, and I love her and I know she's going to listen to this. And so I just appreciate her for all that she is for, for, for me, for Luke, for our family. Um, so I will, will always appreciate that time. The second thing is, is I will appreciate getting to watch Luke grow up a little bit. I mean, he learned how to walk during the quarantine. Um, he has picked up words like cracker and cookie, which is all he wants to eat, um, which is awesome. You know, we've got ball figured out. Um, and so it, it's just fun to watch him grow, to, to learn to love books, to learn to love stuffed animals, to learn to love Elmo. Uh, that's another thing that we've got figured out, and we've watched a lot of Elmo in this quarantine. Um, if you want to know my favorite Elmo song at the moment, it's Elmo Had Four Ducks. Uh, you can go look it up. It's a pretty awesome song, actually. Um, and now, for me and Morgan, at least, it's stuck in our head. Um, but I'll cherish that time forever, uh, just getting to watch him grow and experience those things with him and you know, find his love for Elmo and his ability to walk and things like that. And then the third thing that I'll take away personally was just watching, again, watching you students grow spiritually. And literally it was watching because we did it through a computer screen. And to be a part of that with you and to watch you hold me accountable and to challenge me and to encourage me, but to do that for each other, to have a fresh sense of the gospel for the people in your homes. You talking about sharing with your family, sharing with your neighbors. Um, that's awesome. And so I'm just, again, I'm so humbled to serve the Lord with you guys and to be a brother and sister in Christ as we walk through this time together and to build that community. And that's just a big thing. Um, and so those are kind of some personal, just kind of the process for me. And, you know, how I dealt with it was literally day by day. Um, I didn't get caught up in what's next or tomorrow or when can we gather together again or 
How long are we going to be quarantined? Because you think about all that and you begin to get overwhelmed and your mind spins and then you begin to realize you can't control any of that. You and I, we can't control any of that. We're not in those positions. We are not in that place of leadership. So what we can control is the day that we've been given by God. And so I think that was how I was able to cope with it was let's just make the most of today. If today's task is to, you know, be campus minister, then I'm going to be campus minister to the best of my ability for the glory of God. If today's task is to be husband, to be dad, then I'm going to do that to the best of my ability for the glory of God. If I've got to check in with family, I'm going to do those things. I'm going to do what I need to do today for the glory of God. And that leads me to kind of my first takeaway is I think what we've realized more than ever during this is that today is precious. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what fall is going to look like. We know here at UNA that our administration is trying to get you guys back on campus and have normal classes, but we don't know if there's going to be limits, if there's going to be time restrictions, if there's going to be you know restrictions on gatherings for RSOs. I can't sweat that. I can't be anxious about that. Yes, I need to plan for different things, and we'll have some contingencies and plan places and things in order. But, man, let's take care of today, right? Today, as I'm recording this podcast on this day, man, my job is to make sure I pour out my heart in this audio by what I think God has given me, but also to be at home and to be present in Luke's life and be present for Morgan and and to celebrate the things going on in our life. And, man, just make the most of today. If I get a phone call, you know, put everything I have into that. Actually, just before I started recording this, got off the phone with a couple of our coaches here at UNA, just checking in with them and encouraging them and really them encouraging me and just talking about life and seeing how life is going for them. That's just what I felt like I needed to do today. It wasn't on my calendar to call those coaches. They just popped in my mind and on my heart, and so I did. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is that as God puts things on your heart to do today, do that. Be obedient. There's no greater joy than obeying our Savior. None. So just step out in that. Intentionality is not just an intentionality of thought, but it's an intentionality of action. And we must do that today. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about your career. Stop worrying about life choices and just focus on today. There's enough worry in today. Jesus tells us, don't be anxious about tomorrow for today has enough of its own problems, right? So we've got to take care of today and these moments that God has given us and realize that each one is truly a precious gift. And we've realized it can be stripped away from us at any point. And so what we need to do is make the most of today and be encouraged by God today. Spend time with the Lord today and then walk as his servant today because today's all we got. Today is all we got. And if you knew today was your last day, I think you treat it a little differently. And I don't want to get morbid, right? But we did talk about it on a previous podcast, right? About the Martin Luther quote that it's time that we as believers live as if Christ died yesterday rose again today and is coming back tomorrow which leads me to my second takeaway urgency i think we got a fresh sense of urgency as the church um, about what the church actually is what our job is Um, i heard from so many of you about you sharing the gospel with people close to you and that's awesome Um, but now we got to continue that urgency into the summer continue that urgency as we come back to campus in the fall in august and continue to have that urgency to just love jesus more understanding that the time is now, I'm going to make the most of today, and I'm going to be 
treat my spiritual life with an urgency that says, I want to know Jesus so bad, it's all I got to do. It's all I want to do. It's all I need to do now, but also have a sense of urgency for the people around us to understand all they've got is today. And so we need to make sure they know Jesus. We need to make sure they experience Jesus. We need to make sure they see and hear and feel the Holy Spirit in what we do and how we live our life. It's a big, big deal right there that we have an urgency that says, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to pass things by. I'm not just going to sit around and wait. I'm going to press on to this higher calling. I'm going to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I'm going to be like God commanded Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 to be of good courage, to be strong, knowing that God is with me and I'm going to walk step in step with the law, with the book, studying scripture, meditating on it, speaking about it, living it out in my life, because today is the day that I have, and I'm going to live with some urgency for the sake of the gospel. And I'm not going to let the souls around me who are headed for an eternal punishment continue down that path when they can walk in eternal victory with Jesus Christ now and forever. And I think if we have that urgency when we come back, students in the fall, you UNA employees, when things get back to going, and even for you employees, you're back on campus now, man, we can use these opportunities that we have to be vessels of the gospel, to be jars of clay, as it talks about in 2 Corinthians, for the sake of the gospel. Right? We we did a little series on jars of clay, a message on one Monday night here. And, you know, it's just so important that we understand that each jar is unique. And each jar may have some damage and some dinks and some scratches, but it's not about the jar. It's about what's inside the jar. And what's inside the jar is a believer, is the Holy Spirit. We've got to let, we've got to be a jar of clay that stands tall, that stands firm in what's inside of us, not on anything we see in the world. And when we do that, I think it'll help us have a little urgency as well and help us be willing to reach out to people and and share with them and, and love them. I think that's, that's huge. Um, And so then my third takeaway, you know, we're talking about treating today as the gift that it is and then having a little urgency. And then the third thing is simply this. Don't lose joy in the process. I realized about halfway through this quarantine and I shared this um, with some character coaching buddies uh, with Nations of Coaches and ministry that works for college basketball. Um, But, man, I'd lost joy in the process. And what I mean by that is I'd gotten so results driven what's to come, what is all this going to mean, what's it going to add up to. I've gotten so focused on the results in other people's lives. Are people being saved? Are people being changed? Are students stepping up? And I've gotten so focused on numbers and results and driven on that that I lost joy in the process. I lost joy in the quiet time. I lost joy in just simply resting with my Savior. I lost joy in the process. It became a burden. It became almost like a Oh, here we go again. I got to have a quiet timer. When's all this going to pay off? Or when is this student going to figure this out? Or when is this coach going to figure this out? Or when is a student going to get saved? When is a student going to answer the call? When is it? Instead of asking all of those questions as getting results driven, the only result that I, that all of us as believers need to focus on is simply, are we living out what Jesus told us of the greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Are we doing that? That's the result. I'm going to love Jesus so much, and now the result of that is I'm going to love others as myself. But the process, excuse me, the process is that loving Jesus 
with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I think what we do as believers is we lose joy in that. We lose joy in the fact that we can spend time with God, that we can spend time with Him one-on-one, that we can spend time in prayer, that we can spend time in the Scripture, that He gave us a book full of truth that is a double-edged sword, piercing, right? That He tells us in 2 Timothy to study, to show ourselves a workman not that doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We can find joy in that, and we should find joy in that because that's our Savior. That's our Abba Father's direct words and breath to us. Man, we should find joy in the fact that we can talk to Him and we can hear from Him. And that that part of the process, that one-on-one intimate relationship is what it's all about. The results are His. They're not ours. They're not ours to be had. They're His to be had. When we go and reap the harvest, it's not our harvest. It's His harvest. And so we've got to find joy in the process and understand that things don't always happen as fast as we want them to or as slow as we want them to or exactly how we want them to and the details that we wanted, but the way that they happen is all about the glory of the Father, that His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. And that's a good thing. We need to find joy in working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And it's not trying to earn something. It's saying, I love God so much that I'm going to do what it takes to live that out to the people around me. But I'm going to find joy in that. And when we find joy in that, we find joy in the things that God is calling us to do. We find joy in sharing the gospel. We find joy in loving our neighbor. We find joy in serving others. We find joy in looking for ministry opportunities. We find joy in reaching out to international students and giving them a time where they can build and make American friends. We find joy in reaching out to older people and asking them to pour into us. We find joy in reaching out to the people coming behind us to pour into them in a discipleship, mentoringship type of way. We find joy in worship. We find joy in church. We find joy in family. We find You see how it overflows, but it all starts with keeping the joy in our relationship with Jesus and the joy of our salvation. If you're listening to this and you are a believer, then we have all we need through our salvation. And that should always fuel our joy. When we wake up, when we lay down, and everything in between, man, we should be the most joyful people on earth simply because our God came and died and rose again because He loves us even though we're undeserving and He paid the price for our sins and He now looks at us with the righteousness of Jesus and we are made clean. We are made pure. We are made holy. We are made just. We are made complete. We are victorious in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. This is good stuff that we're talking about. And this is something that the virus has just reminded me of. You know? So let's make the most of today. Let's walk with a sense of urgency. Let's find joy in the process again. And not get so caught up in what's to come or the results. And again, I'm not telling you to not plan. I'm not saying not plan, not be prepared for the future. That would be foolish leadership advice from me. But what I am telling you is don't let that overwhelm the process. Don't let that overwhelm today. Don't let that overwhelm the opportunity that you and I have to spend time with Jesus today. The opportunity that we have to be Jesus to someone around us today. The opportunity to speak Jesus to someone today. And so I think that's really, really good and really pivotal in our lives. And if we can do that, I think we'll see revival. 
And that's what I want to see. I truly believe God's going to work revival in the very near future. And I want to be a part of that. And I'm praying for that. And I hope that you are praying for that as well. So those are my thoughts for you. Just how what I've learned from the virus and how I've handled it. And just walking through that. And again, this is not to shine light on me. This is to shine light on Jesus Christ. If you listen to this and you don't know Jesus Christ personally, please, please, please send us a message. We would love to help you find Jesus Christ and walk with Him both now and forever. And for those of you listening to this and you know Jesus and you love Jesus, then simply stop waiting and let's live it out now. Let's live it out now. Let's stop waiting. Let's stop thinking that the church staff is going to do it, that the campus minister is going to do it. Right? It's not about titles. Let's go and make disciples. Let's be the witnesses that God has powered us to be in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the utter ends of the earth in Acts 1.8. Let's be those type of believers. And so as I wrap this one up, that's what I want to leave you with. And I think I would be uh, missed if I didn't take this opportunity to just pray for you listening to this. Whether you're listening to it when it comes out or you catch us months down the road, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that you know God, that you love God, and that you live that out in your life with a sense of urgency that says, hey, Jesus died yesterday, but he rose again today. Hallelujah. And even better, he's coming back tomorrow. And so I want to take you with me. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you again for technology and the means to be able to do something like this podcast. Father, I thank you for just what you're doing in our lives, for the fact that you can take a pandemic and a quarantine and teach us some beautiful things. And Father, I pray for everyone listening to this, that they know you in a real, personal, tangible way. God, that they trust you, that they love you, and God, that they just give their whole life to you. God, and if they do know you, then God, I pray that we have a fire lit inside of us that burns so brightly for the Holy Spirit that we just go and take the gospel to everyone around us, that we speak about it, that we live about it, but it's always about pointing people to you, to the foot of the cross. And I thank you, Jesus, for taking our sin and dying on the cross for us, God. And so I pray for safety for the people listening to this, and I pray for revival. I pray that you start a fire, God, that is so big and so beautiful and so bright that we can't even put descriptions on it other than hallelujah. Praise be to God for all the lives that he's changed, God. And let us as believers walk in joy and exude joy, and show people what it really means to know you and to love you. And I ask these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this encouraged you. Please join us over the next few weeks. We're going to launch into a summer series. The next four weeks, we will have local campus uh, college pastors uh, on here, just encouraging you with this summer and how you can grow spiritually with that. So I'm excited about that. Next week is with Trey Mitchell, the college pastor at Underwood Baptist Church, and it's going to be a good, good episode. And so we'll see you then. And like I said, if you need us, reach out to us. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.